This week on Bonus Barrel. Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me is... Shelby. And Seiji. Bam! Here we are, another another great day, another another wonderful episode of um, the show. So, to start things off, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, good movie. It's pretty good. Shelby, back me up. Yep. Yeah, good movie. It's pretty good. Recommended you watch it, and to make it related to games, the Telltale uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, I think it's on episode 3, I haven't played it yet. But I hear it's really good, and I want to play it as well. So there's your connection between a movie and a game. Still counts. Hey, that could be an example of a uh, of a licensed game that's good. Telltale games, because they are quite good, and they're licensed. There right? you go. Right there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys aren't aren't into this. All right, next next thing. <laughs> so IGN did a top 100 RPGs. And Ooh, I, I love those top 100. Don't lists. agree with a lot of their lists. But I would be fun to, to run through some of them. Number one is, is Chrono Trigger. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Number two is Final Fantasy VI. Not okay with that. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, Shadows of, of Omnis 3. Uh, fuck that. Pokemon Yellow, number four. Okay with that. World of wait, Warcraft. Wait, wait, wait. What? Wait, wait, wait. What? This is a weird list. So yeah. it starts with number one and then goes No, no, no. I just, to... I'm just reading it from number one. We can't go through no, no, the whole list. That, that, that is how I'm reading it. So if the really? article says one top 100 RPGs of all time, and then number one is revealed, and then the next one is one 100, and then it goes you know, oh, down. Oh, that's weird. Down, mm-hmm. Usually they make you go down. Where's the suspense in that now? That, spoiler <laughs> alert. Right? <laughs> well, we're not going to go through the whole list, just the first little bit. And we're doing it in the spoiler version. Number five is World of Warcraft. Okay with that. Planescape uh, Torment, number six. Overrated. Not a really fun game. I tried to play the game, and I didn't like it. So that <laughs> means it shouldn't be there. Secret of Mana number seven. That would make Lef happy. Well, he's got his Final Fantasy VI in the Secret of Mana in the top in the, ten. In so. the bullshit list. Diablo, <laughs> Diablo 2 is number eight. I guess that's okay. Vagrant Story, number nine. Yeah, Vagrant Story is a fun game, but come on, top top ten. Are you serious? The Witcher 3. <laughs> well, whatever. Dark Souls, number 12. Fine. Persona th- 4, Golden, 13. Yeah, okay, we're talking now here. 14, Star Wars, Knights of the Republic. Meh. Haven't played it. I hear it's good. Then we have Fallout Man, 2. Another left game. <laughs> yeah. Man, all, all of Lev's games are, are on top of what I think is what we're counting down towards, right? Left is a real... Left's games are real real <laughs> prick games. Deus oh my Ex- god! <laughs> Deus Ex is number 16. 17 is Sweet Code and 2. Not too surprised. 18, Final Fantasy Tactics. That's fine. Another left game. I mean, that's a Rob game too, so I think I ranked Tactics okay. higher than Left did. Don't fucking steal my thunder, Seiji. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Yep. Another left game is coming up. Earthbound. Is that, is that really, I don't, is left even played Earthbound ever? Uh, yeah, I think he's so. Not, he's I not think... here to defend himself, so I'm going to well, see no, about Seiji it. and Erica got, uh, I remember Earthbound keychains for left, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Left's not I might here, be wrong, so though. I'm going to go with he's wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think you're right, but I'm going to lie and say you're wrong. Tactics Ogre, let us clean together. You know, that's a game I need to play. Uh, 21, the Morrowind. I, I hear that's quite good. There's there's like um, floating cows in the game or something. <laughs> Final Fantasy Four number twenty two. Bullshit. Oh yes, no. That, it's yeah, good, but that's come on, yours, right? There's so many Final Fantasies better than than four. I mean, 
Oh, you're just mad because seven's not there yet. Seven's really hot in the list. Pokemon Sun and Moon is 30. Fuck that. 30, 31 SF of 12. That's that's okay. Dragon Quest Five is 33. That's fine. Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door is 34. Bull. I'm just going to skip it through. A few of the ones that make wait, me wait. angry. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and Bloodborne 27 and, and 29. More left games. This is kind of proving something. No, it, no it's proving that the Zygen list is bullshit. And I bet you people would list Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Come on. Fuck off. That's a game I haven't played, so I don't care. <laughs> Tales of Symphonia, woo! Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, is like 49. Persona's 50, that's how you know the list is bullshit. Persona 5 <laughs> being out of 50, come on, that game's fucking incredible. Oh, oh man. and then there's... <laughs> FF7 is like 52. Bullshit! Oh, Tales of Vespera made it. Super Mario RPG is only at 56, come on. Come on, come on here. Let's go to the end. Let's see the... Valkyria Chronicles is 77. Oh, that's Bullshit. sad. Bullshit. Star Ocean 2, 79. Come on. Get out, get, get out of here. FF7 is 52. Chrono oh, Cross no. is 85. Kingdom Hearts 2 is 86. I mean, this is not a good list at all. Nope. Bad list. Bad. <laughs> Don't like it. Dumb or sick person. Stupid. I hate it. <sighs> oh, my God. It's almost uh, like well, made well, guys, yeah. I think this settles it. No. Nope. Our, our <laughs> long discussion about which one is the best. It doesn't Final settle Fantasy. shit. This settles it. No way! So we're not gonna talk about Final Fantasy anymore. I'm gonna t- we know uh, which ones are the best. Pretty sure the BB100 proves that Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy. It's in our top ten. So once again, the the, the bonus barrel list I respect more than this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been asking, asking which one to play. Oh, to I think you should play. And... I think you should play six because it's uh, it would be easier for you to get into because it's Super Nintendo. But Final not because Fantasy it's better. Six, the, the best. Or no, I'd Final say Fantasy. four. Four is better than six. Six is too convoluted. Four is a nice simple tale of of, of bad turning good, of um, sacrifice. Spoilers. And God. The moon. <laughs> <laughs> the first Final Fantasy to reach space. Six didn't have them going. I like. I don't. What am I arguing? I like. I like every Final Fantasy. I don't like this list. I don't hate the list. I mean, Pokemon Yellow being at four. I mean, Gold and Silver. Gold and Silver is better. This is stupid. Dumb. Uh, I, however, bonus. There's a lot of games in here I have not played and I'd like to play. So, And Persona 4 being so high. But it's Persona 4 Golden. Like, I know I know Persona Weebos who would say the original Persona should be higher because Persona 4. Persona Weebos? Yeah. <laughs> like, basically, Jordan. She would say Persona 4 should be higher than Golden because it didn't have the extra scenes that she feels bogged down the game, which I disagree with, so... Yep, this list. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Do you agree out there? Probably. I'm sure my opinions aren't the popular ones. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that, that Lef would love this list. Yeah, well, you know Probably. what? Here, I'm going to go to the limb and say this. I'm glad Lef's not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because you're right. He would be like, he would be just like, I love this list. It's so good. I'm right. You're not right, Lef. You fuck. You're not even here. God, I hate this list. I don't I don't like that F7 is so low. I guess that's my problem with it. And also the weird choices for top get. But, okay, so a lot of that was joking. I haven't played a lot of these games, and maybe they're amazing, and I don't have the nostalgia with any of the PC stuff, so when I look at a PC game being in a list like this, I, I get confused. But I, I know that people love these games, and I'm assuming for a reason. However, F6 
a little overrated. World of Warcraft is in its right spot, though. Pokemon Yellow, but there's so many better Pokemon you can pick. Doesn't matter. I'm done with this list. <laughs> Let's switch to news. I said switch. Switch. Yeah. Fuck. I think the switch machine's broken. All right. Uh, what do we got for news? Switch oh yeah. Machine. I think. <laughs> Uh, Monster Boy has a fighting chance of getting a physical release. I'm glad I haven't bought it yet. I've heard really good things about it, the Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Uh, and I really want that physical release. They said it's too early to confirm anything, but Switch and PS4 have the best chance of a physical release because of a less risky business. Isn't that interesting? Actually, now that I just read that, the Xbox One is, is more risky than the Switch and PS4. That's a weird thing. Do X-Bros not like, uh, nostalgic games? Shelby, I don't. You're our closest ex bro, and and <laughs> and the right age to be an ex bro. Like you're like 14, so you guys not like older games. You have something against an old game to you would be like a PS2 game, right? Like an N64 game would be old to me. Yeah. Well. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's not my fault. You guys have one foot in the grave. To be oh. <laughs> To be fair, uh, the N64 sounds old to me too. But uh, Shelby, I mean, you need to you need to be older. Frankly, I think. Well, I can't. There's nothing youth, I can do about that. This get into your head. <sighs> oh, so have you guys, Shelby? I know you've not heard of it because again, you're like six. Uh, Rampage, CJ, are you familiar? with I Rampage? fucking love that game. Yeah. You really? Oh my god. Which which Rampage do you play? Like Rampage 64. Uh, I don't like. I can't remember which one I played. I just remember really liking it because yeah, it's Ram- hilarious. Rampage is hilarious. I played the arcade version. I played the NES one uh, first, and yeah, so they're all. It's, it's a good series. Basically, a series is you're one of X amount of monsters. There are people who turn into giant monsters, and then you just go mm-hmm. around the city, hitting the city and eating people and kicking buses and and really What's, just rampaging. Oh yeah, there, there's there are right up to the Wii. I don't okay. know if there's any of the current gens. Because I played a really old one, and then I played one for GameCube. I think I have that one actually. Uh, yeah. I know I have the Wii one. Uh, Wii. It's <laughs> um. Anyway, so fun game. I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Uh, I I've said before that I tried to find cities in Atlantic Canada while playing. Of course, that's never going to happen. But I was a dumb kid. <laughs> Who is like, come on, we got to keep playing. We might find uh, a place near us. So I think the closest we got was Toronto. Uh, oh. No no one cares about Canada. Vancouver might have been on there. So, uh, Anyways, so there's a movie coming out. Oh, a Rampage ra- movie? Yeah. So... Oh. Dwayne, this is from IGN. So although I don't respect your list, I do respect uh, the news I get from the site, usually. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson has revealed the plot for his, for his Rampage movie, it's his movie, revealing some alteration to the original game setup. So in an Instagram post, he revealed uh, they were going to begin production of the film, and he said he let slip that the film would focus on his character hunting down the people causing animals, transforming the giant versions of themselves, um... So they're not people turning into humanoids uh, that eat people. They turn their giant, their animals get turned into giant animals. So 
I head up an he said I head up an anti-poaching unit at a Rwa at a Rwanda. Uh, Johnson wrote at of his character. My best friend is a rare albino gorilla named George. <laughs> Very bad people infect George, an alligator, and a wolf with a serum. All three animals grow at unprecedented rate. Their size, speed, agility, and violent aggression is off the charts. They go on a deadly rampage. Um, they want they go on a deadly rampage and want to destroy the world. George's not happy. Me not happy. When animals like you, they lick you. When they don't like you, they kill you. I will hunt down the bad guy, people who did this to my best friend. That's fucking deep, man. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a dumb, <laughs> dumb premise. I would have rather just been a bunch of fuck, fucked up people who turn into giant monsters and then uh, you throw some mechs in there and uh, fucking space aliens or guys with swords. <laughs> it, it, basically anything but giant animals. Giant talking animals would have been worse, but... Opinions, anybody? Giant talking animals. No opinions um, on I always thought it was funny at... Um, in some, I think at the end of some levels where you just kind of turn back into a person and like just kind of run away. <laughs> uh, so that would have been hilarious if they had included that in the movie. There's that um, Indie-ish movie that came out. I think it might be called Colossal, which has Anne Hathaway, and basically when she stands in a certain place, uh, this giant alien monster is summoned in Korea, and she controls it. Um, she's not. She's not there where it's at so she's at like in america but she, while she's in this area and by the way i've not seen it this is just from the trailers and when i read about it she um the monster just does her action so for example she's drunk one time and so the monster's stumbling around in korea while she's in this park and that to me sounds like a better premise for rampage than what we just heard yeah, yeah so i, 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 hear, I hear the movie's so quite I, I hear it's quite good well there it was in film festivals yeah i wanted i wanted to see it just because of giant monsters but i, I hear it's good and Anne hathaway yeah i like her yeah, what, what, what else has she been in besides as Catwoman? She's anyway. been in a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure I like her in all of them. There's apparently a Mario Rabbids RPG coming this year. Rabbids uh, from the Ubisoft. Uh, rumors are strong. Rumors are strong. Uh, so basically, what the rumors I heard is that there's eight playable characters for... Like Rayman Rabbids? Yeah. Oh. So Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, and then <clears throat> four Ra- Rayman, or four Ra- Rabbids dressed up like those aforementioned characters <laughs> turn-based combat local co-op for two players i think for the 3ds dot 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 i think for the 3ds maybe switch actually i don't know hopefully the switch nope mm-hmm. switch yeah so uh yeah that would be something i'd play it whatever i mean i'm gonna get every switch game anyway so that's um a weird combo but i guess ubisoft is usually the first to support nintendo hardware when they launch it so this is not that weird, I guess. But it's a weird premise. Mario and R- Mario RPG and Kingdom. Weird. <laughs> what do you guys think of that, though? Fun crossover. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, weird concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I guess E3, which has Nintendo announced that they're doing a direct yet? I know that they're not doing yes. a, a con- They are doing a direct. Good. Mm-hmm. No right. live conference. No, they don't do that shit anymore. I thought they were going to do it because. They sort of did with the Switch launch, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they okay. did kind of. Yeah. I wish they would too. Uh, that stuff is more exciting. But, you know, sometimes people are jerks and they don't want to do things that would make me happy. <laughs> I like the Direct too. Directs are fun. They're more controlled and a little more safer. All right, guys. I, I know if you have news, throw them in at the end. I have a new segment. New segment! All right. You ready for this? I'm calling it Blast from the Past. 
Um, so I no, Sorry. good show though, good show. So I went through the history of the world, one year, five <laughs> years, and ten years for ago to see what was happening in May, uh, of, in the gaming world of those various years. So one year ago, Avalanche Software was shut down by parent company Disney Interactive. Disney decided they would not self-publish, or they would, yeah, they would not self-publish any titles in the future and rely on external partners. Yahoo Games was shut down by Yahoo. And a little game came out around this time called Uncharted 4. That was one year ago. Five years ago. Shelby, you would have been like one at this point. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any big major events in May, but some games that came out. Starhawk for the PS3. Minecraft for Xbox Live. I mean, that's a Ooh. thing. Street Fighter Cross Tekken with Fat Mega Man. Diablo 3. <laughs> and other shit. Fun little story about Diablo 3. I really wanted the collectors because it's an art book. And I always get all the Blizzard art books because they're amazing. And I was at work, and Megan was not, and I was like, hey, I really want that game, can you go get it for me? And they were all sold out of the of, of the third one, so I was upset. And what I didn't know is that Megan actually bought me the collector's edition and was trying to surprise me. But I don't like to be surprised, I like to know what I'm getting. So I started like, alright, I'm like, okay, cool, you can't get it for me. I'm gonna ask every single person I know if they have found a way for me to get it. Uh, which eventually means that she had to reveal that she got it for me. And she was sad, and I was happy, because I knew I was getting it. And then I, I did get it, and it was a really good collector's edition. Ten years ago, in May, Blizzard Entertainment announces StarCraft II at Seoul, South Korea. Games that came out around this time, Resident Evil 4 for Windows, Etrian Odyssey for the DS, Odin Sphere first came out this month, Mario Party 8 was out this month. Some pretty crazy time. That would have been in 2007. Huh. Right? Right. Mm. 20 years ago, <laughs> games that came out in May 20 years ago, Shadow Warrior, some game called Blood, and some other game called MDK. And there you go, guys. That was Blast from the Past. Pretty fun. Pretty fun time should... seeing what came out. Blast from the Past should be a regular thing. I think so. I think monthly is what I'm... Because yeah. uh, every month we can see what came out. It's fun. That's, that's pretty cool. It's fun to yeah. see. I, I, this is not obviously not original. I actually... The, the Nintendo Power used to do this stuff all the time and I always love these features because they would have like just what they were reporting in their magazine like five and ten years ago and I always thought that was a lot of fun so why not steal it well, let's let's just take a page from the cartridge club and steal shit that we like throw it, <laughs> throw it in our show I mean yeah so that's what that's what we did any other news I have something because <clears throat> Mario Kart 8 has been doing so well and remember the other day I I was mentioning uh, the Amazon bestsellers. Mm -hmm. So their bestseller of 2017 so far, a video game is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. But it turns out that in a, they keep track of this on a year-by-year -year basis too. So they go uh, they go back as far as 1999. But I, I don't know if this is actually like like a topic or, it, or just like a news piece. Wait, has for, it for been our show anyway? That long? Yeah. Really? Yeah, man. Crazy. I, didn't I think it's, it's been it's been on even longer, but Damn. that's as far as it goes. Nineteen ninety nine. So it's pretty. It, it will be pretty cool to go uh, through the list to check like the best selling console and their best selling game of each I mean, year back to nineteen ninety nine. But I don't know if, if you guys want to do it as a topic or ju we just do it right now. It wouldn't reflect um, necessarily the no, overall this is Amazon. thing because Amazon this is small, right? This is just Amazon, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I went. I, I went through the list, and it's pretty cool. If you want to pick a few things out, go for it. We it's, we still have like ten minutes until our topic usually starts. So what do you got? 
Okay, so 2017, the best-selling console so far is the Nintendo Switch. Well, yeah. And best-selling games are is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm-hmm. number three. And number four is, is Breath of the Wild. And the best-selling item is that uh, $20 PlayStation yeah, Store. PlayStation <laughs> Store card. <laughs> Woo! Card, yeah. So last year, 2016, the same thing, right? So the best-selling item is that PlayStation Store $20 card. You can't fuck with that card, man. Best-selling games... Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. And their best-selling console that year, last year, was the Sony uh, PlayStation 4 Slim. Nice. Cool. Cool. And the best-selling non-Nintendo game was Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah, go 15! Yeah. 2015, same thing. That $20 PlayStation (laughs) (laughs) card, best-selling item of 2015. Their best-selling game was Mm -hmm. Fallout 4. Aw, shit. Fallout and 4. Best, best-selling console was a PlayStation 4 500 gigabyte console right, with your, Uncharted. It's your basic PS4. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty normal, right? 2015, 2014, still pretty normal stuff. The same thing. PlayStation Store, yes. $20 card. That's my favorite game. PlayStation uh, Store, $20 card. Yeah. PlayStation, <laughs> uh, sorry, the PlayStation 4 was a best-selling console. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say anything else. Just like play Sony PlayStation 4. And the best-selling game was Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS. Okay. Really, over the oh, Wii? Really? Oh, yeah, that's not surprising because there's way more 3DS than Wii U, even though the Wii U game is better. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, well, and number that was number 4, 5, and 6. It's a play, Sony PlayStation 4, Super Smash Brothers, uh, 3DS, and Mario Kart 8. So there you go. Even though Wii U, there's like two of them. But... <laughs> Okay, 2013, same thing. <laughs> the PlayStation Store <laughs> the card. The best-selling game that beast. year was Grand Theft Auto V for the Xbox 360. Because <laughs> <laughs> this year, I mean, is the year that uh, the Xbox One and the PS4 got released, right? 2013. So, yeah. I and still notice a lot cons- of people play GTA V, still. Best-selling console was the Sony PlayStation 4. Now, 2012, this is before the 8-gen started, right? Well, the Wii U was out there, I guess. Uh, best-selling item and best-selling game. So, in 2012, that $20 card is not the, the king anymore. <laughs> so oh, no! It's Halo 4 for the Xbox 360. The Halos? The Halos. What? It's not even that a good Halo game, though. Best-selling item and best-selling game of that year number two is just dance four for the wii so <laughs> there really? we go wow that's yeah. fucking funny there's no best selling there's no console in the top we're gonna see 20. weird stuff well, oh like, we're gonna see weird stuff because from... amazon i don't know when it started to become the norm like nowadays everybody gets their shit through amazon and yeah. i think it's been a building thing so the farther back we go the less the mainstream is going to be using amazon so the more the less realistic results we're going to get. This is just going to be a weird reflection of people who order shit online. The elites. Continue. So there we go. Here's where the weirdness starts. 2011. (laughs) Best-selling game, best-selling item of 2011 is Just Dance 3. Yeah. Best one. For the Wii. (laughs) Woo, Wii! (laughs) And number two and three is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. For the Xbox 360, number two, and number three for the PS3. So, multiplats. And console, I guess, was the Xbox 360 with Kinect. There you go. Yeah. 
Gotta get that connect. 2010. <laughs> the best selling item and best selling game Just Dance 2 for the Wii. <laughs> uh, number two was Call of Duty Black Ops for the 360. And best selling console, I guess, was the Xbox 360. No? I think so. Although it just says Kinect sensor, so I guess the Kinect sensor was the bezeling console. Good game. Right? Although it's not a console. Uh, although you have to go down to t uh, number 16 to find a Wii <laughs> in 2012. So you would imagine which is the bezeling item in 2009. And that's the Wii, number one. Good job, Wii. Bezeling game is Super Mario Bros. Wii. So, yeah. 2008, 2008, best-selling item, best-selling console, the Wii, again, and best-selling game, Mario Kart Wii. 2007, the Wii is the best-selling item, <laughs> and best-selling game is Mario Galaxy. Oh, good. That's good stuff there. 26, so this, this is the year that the Wii got released, right? So no yeah. Wii <clears throat> is in this list yet. Nope, but the, you're gonna like this, Rob. Best-selling item, best-selling game is World of Warcraft. Oh, that's a great game. 2006. Does that sound uh, something accurate? And um, numbers. Uh, best-selling console is Nintendo DS Lite. Oh, cool. <laughs> and this is old. <laughs> Shelby, were you born? Yeah. I don't, think, I don't, I don't think know. So, right? My my age keeps fluctuating. Like sometimes I'm five years old and sometimes I'm fourteen, so it's kind of hard to to say. Oh yeah, Roth. So it, was she born yet? What was it? Two thousand and six. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it's become a mystery even even to me. I think I think she was born around two thousand two. <laughs> two thousand five. Same thing. World of Warcraft number one best selling console. You you guys are gonna love this. The the PlayStation Portable. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's good. It was a popular... People underestimate the old PSP. Great game system. Great gaming system. The mm -hmm. PSP. 2004. 2004. Oh, boy. Uh, Best-selling item, best-selling game, Grand Theft Auto, St. Andreas. So, all right. So, the PlayStation 2, and number two was Halo 2 for the Xbox for the Halo. Xbox. <laughs> the original no Xbox. Stuff. Yeah, for the Xbox. 2003, best-selling item. Best-selling... No, but yes, just the best-selling item and best-selling console was a Nintendo Game, Game Boy Advance SP. That's cool. That's cool. And, and, and Shelby and I are going to be glad about this. The best-selling game of, of 2003 was Wind Waker. Ah, uh, nice. yes. Good game. <laughs> Such a so, good game. Yeah. 2002, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, number one and number, yeah, number one for the PlayStation 2. And then the second best selling game was Grand Theft Auto 3 for the PlayStation 2. Hmm. Best selling console was the Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> Deserved. 2001, the best selling game, best selling item. Is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? Oh yeah, a game for for Windows. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and console, there's no consoles in here. 
<laughs> Crazy. Year 2000. Wait, did, wasn't this when the internet shut down? Supposed to. <laughs> best-selling item, best-selling game is Pokemon Silver version. Oh, those are the best games. And number two is Pokemon Gold. The best-selling console that year on Amazon.com was the Game Boy Color. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we're old, Rob. Uh, I mean, you're old. I mean, I, I'm, okay. I'm young. I'm spry. My cat's playing with a toy. One second. Give me that, Mog. <laughs> He's just having fun. He is, he but it's be. making ringies. And but it's cute. I know. We don't want people, like, yelling upset that they're like, what's that jingle? What is that? Uh, this... I don't think they care. Oh, they care. Sound, sound not last year... Mm-hmm. This, as far as the list goes, 1999. I think Show is gonna like this. For, I, I don't know. I have a hunch. Best-selling game, best-selling item of 1999 on Amazon.com is "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire." Oh, that's, that's your favorite show, Shelby. <laughs> she would tell us the stories about how she would rush home after school, and she would watch reruns of "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" because she said that she her first sexual attraction was to Regis Philbin. That is oh. a lie. Yeah, it's true. Don't be it's embarrassed, Shelby. It's okay. We're not judging. That's weird. You. It is and weird. W- I know. Would you guys want to take? You guys want to take a guess which was the best-selling console, nineteen ninety-nine? PS One. PS One. Shelby, any guesses? Mm-hmm. It's a Sega console. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, ninety-nine. Dream- it's Dreamcast. It's a Dreamcast. Yeah, I was trying to remember. If, think if that came out. That came out nine nine nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Shelly doesn't know what Dreamcast that, is. So in nineteen ninety nine, there was people ordering Dreamcast on Amazon. That's crazy. I didn't know Isn't Amazon it? was that old. Yeah, I know. I think it's like I think like said you said I think it was older. I think it was just a book thing in the mid nineties, hmm. and then it became yeah yeah yeah. What it, it started is today. like like it started with books really really early on. I think it's a little company that could and then did. So and it, and is doing Damn. currently. Yeah. Topic? All right, up next is our topic. So, uh, our topic this week is, uh, what, pack-in games? Bundles and pack-in games. All right, Sadie, it was your topic. Why don't you explain why you picked it and what we're going to talk about? Well, I was thinking of the Switch, Mm. as I find myself often doing these days. (laughs) Because I'm playing it all the time. Yeah. Because it's so good. And I was thinking about 1-2-Switch. And I was... You know how we, we have mentioned it should have been a pack-in? Because otherwise, who's going to buy that? Only one person that I know. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Are you sure one only one person? Who bought the game, they played it, they show it off, and people kind of laugh at it, and yeah. then that's it. So, yeah. Maybe if it was a pack-in, you know, people 
I think it should have been packing. Miss Stop. How much was it, like, brand new? Was it, like, $90? <laughs> it's like, 70 bucks, it's 70, like 80 bucks. Price. Yeah. Jeez. I That's know. 70 plus tax? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically $300 here in Canada, right? Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really expensive, though. I'm waiting for it to be 20 bucks, then I'll buy it. $20 and then, seems like a good amount. And then after I was thinking about wanting to switch in this, end the switch and how most consoles these days on launch, they don't come with games. And I was thinking of the old days where most consoles came over the game. I was looking at the Wikipedia and looking at the article for packing games and then something wasn't quite right. There was a lot of consoles there that I remember that didn't come with, with uh, didn't come bundled with games at launch. So I find myself doing some research. So I did a spreadsheet, and I already sent that to you. And I went as as far as the first video game console. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's that's the topic. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, console releases and if if they came out with a game and what was their impact on launch. And quite it, it turned out quite interesting. Interestingly, I went yeah. I went ahead and got all the bundles as well uh, of the various systems. There's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. even at the launch, the launch window may not have packings, but then you'll see an absurd amount of bundles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about all those various things and seeing. It's interesting for me, at least, seeing what games eventually were bundled with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see what, because I didn't know, I couldn't differentiate what was packed in versus what was bundled. So, it'll be good to have both of those uh, sources of information. So, what do you want to start with? Well, I think... I would like to start, you know, just talking about your, your general experiences buying consoles and if, if a, a pack-in uh, made a difference on your decision to buy that console. So, because I remember when I was a kid, uh, not, not caring too much about the console as I do now, like consoles... To you nowadays, grabbing a console makes more of a difference than when you were younger. Getting yeah, a console. Because, because now... They they sell uh, they sell you the console right they sell you the concept of the console, especially with the switch the, the concept of of having a home console on the go and all that it's it's selling the console and every time I don't know if you you've experienced this but every, every I see every time someone gives the switch to someone else mm-hmm. they always say the same thing they say this is pretty cool I might get one have you had that experience uh, I've had that and they ask what game comes with it. And then I usually tell them nothing, and they say, "Really, that much for with no game?" That's been my common experience. However, those people usually wind up trying to get one anyways, so they don't uh-huh. seem to care too much, I guess. Everybody, whenever I talk about, whenever somebody sees one two switch, they always assume it's a pack-in game because it looks like a pack-in game. I know, I know. Uh, my personal opinion about whether or not it matters to me is it doesn't matter nowadays because I'm just going to buy the games I want anyways because I don't have children to worry about. Uh, but yeah. when I was a child to worry about, I would have preferred to have a game with it. You know, getting a game, mm-hmm. especially because I'm not the one paying for it. My mom would have been. And it's already a huge entry-level price to get a console when you're not loaded. Um, so not having a game with it would mean me renting games or, or waiting to get one. So generally, uh, it would have to come with some sort of game. And, m- and most of the ones I had as a kid did. My, so my Genesis came with uh, Sonic 2. My Super Nintendo came with Mario World. My I didn't get a Game Boy. I got a Game Boy Color for my birthday. My mom bought me uh, Pokemon Yellow with it. So that did not come with a game. 
which might have been the first time I was disappointed. My N64 came with uh, Pod Racing, mm, and that's it. And I actually have a disappointing story with the PS2. It did not come with a game, and I had to go rent a game, and then I didn't. I don't think it came with controllers either. And I think I was trying to use my PS1 controller, which didn't work with every game. I might not be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong about that because I, I rented the bouncer and I wound up not being able to play it because of, the, of like a lack of controller or something. It was weird. But no, I think it came with a controller. It just didn't have enough control. I don't remember. It was it was a memory card. It was missing something, and I couldn't play. <laughs> it might have been memory card because I remember not getting one with my PS2. Either. I think it was a memory card. So that was a uh, that was weird for me because uh, I had bought a PlayStation One used, so I didn't know what it came with launch. So yeah, uh, those those things all make a difference as far as I'm concerned. But I, I honestly, uh, up until my let's say tw- mid twenties, maybe early twenties, I, I didn't buy consoles brand new too often because they were expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, I, I generally buy all of them as soon as they launch. But yeah, I don't know. My experience is uh, it, it, le- it matters less to me the older I get because I'll just buy the games I want with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when I was a kid, it, the console was just a means to play a certain game, right? You, yeah. You, you get sold on the idea of playing Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World or whatever. If it had come out on a Genesis, I wouldn't have cared. I just wanted to play Mario or Sonic or whatever. Yeah. At, the, at 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 that age, I didn't have any console allegiance really until until um until high school when I would would was a PlayStation guy like oh, I don't want to play. Actually, it's not even true because I really like Nintendo handhelds. It's really when Xbox came out that I was like I don't like Xbox because it's green. That green part's not true. I love green, but uh you know you get the those fanboy mentalities that you generally grow out of ideally. But Shelby, what about you? Do you care about this stuff, or did mm-hmm. you, or do you? Mm-hmm. Well, what's your opinion, Shelby? <laughs> Shelby? Uh, I think the earliest, uh, quote, pack-in game that I got was, uh, and then I, I was chatting to you, Rob, about this a while ago. I thought it was uh, Ocarina of Time, but it was actually Goldeneye. Oh, neat. Um, but, and then we had gotten uh, Ocarina of Time with it when we got uh, our Nintendo 64 for Christmas. Uh, and then after that, it was for uh, PS2, uh, we got ATV Offer Fury 2, and that game we played a nice. lot. Nice, great game. Uh, Ratchet and Clank 2. And I think we actually got, um, I think, I don't know if it was another Ratchet and Clank or like a Jack and Daxter, mm. um, but I remember having Jack and Daxter games too, but I don't know if they were packet games. I remember. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've seen Jack and Daxter as a bundle, but I could be wrong. Maybe. I, I think I might have seen it in, for like a PSP bundle, but that might have been like a... I don't know, though. I was, yeah. We'll but find out when that... we go through the list. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I should probably even just go look at the list. That PlayStation like 2 came with ATV Off-Road of Fury mm-hmm. 2, Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 4, Jack and Daxter, and Ratchet and Clank, so now I don't know which one. Damn. Okay. <laughs> so, one, of, one of those two. <laughs> yeah, ATV Offered Fury 2, though. That we definitely got, like, for a free game. We played the shit out of that. It was great. Well, seem... free pack in game. Another interest... And I'm looking at the, the GameCube now. That comes with a lot of games that I think were in my top 10 list. Uh, the Resident Evil 4, Wind Waker. Uh, oh, Metroid Prime's in there. That's excellent. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Is in there. <clears throat> Uh, the another interesting thing about the PlayStation Two, and it also applies to PS One, is I guess some of them came packed in with demo discs. It's weird. I remember getting a demo disc for Final Fantasy X. With with the PlayStation, or just with in PlayStation general? PlayStation Two. Oh, I that's think. interesting. Yeah. 
that's a great game. Anyways, that's not the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. Does it matter to you as much now? Would you buy a console based on a, or would you not buy one based on a lack of pack-in? If you want, to, like, for example, you want a no. Switch, we're gonna get you a Switch. Uh, does it matter if it has um, a pack-in with it? Would, no. Let's, I... <laughs> let's say if you got a Switch for your birthday, would you say I don't want this if it doesn't come with a game? No. Um, For the longest time, (laughs) the way I would base my console purchases would be, like, with the amount of friends that had it. So I stayed Mm. Xbox for a while because most of my friends had one, and we would play online. Um, Not so much with the Xbox One anymore, because everybody's still fucking busy with their jobs and lives, and probably children by now. But I remember the Xbox 360... Uh, I bought for a game. It wasn't a packing game, but mm-hmm. it was for um, Tales of Vesperia. Oh, cool. Right. It's the only reason why I bought my 360. <laughs> and then after that came like all the the Halos and the... It's a good console, by the way. The whatnot. I, guess I three... do. I love the 360. It has a lot of good non-bro games. Like you, Because we always make fun of X-Bone and Xbox and how mm-hmm. it has all bro games. But like the 360 was, for, for like the first half of that generation... Not counting the Wii and its like weird niche of being popular with with uh, cashies or normies, as Sagey calls them. Uh, <laughs> it was like the the biggest console. It had all the bigger third mm-hmm. parties, and it had you know it was that was like the first time they decided to put a Final Fantasy because the, on uh, Xbox because the 360 was so popular. It was like mm-hmm. the console. It had like a lot of the license game, like a lot of the the Weibo stuff, like the Naruto games and shit. So yeah. I think people, I think the PlayStation Three wound up ending in, in winning in the end, but I think the 360 was. Well, Tales of Vesperia is the only Tales game that came out for 360, um, I think? I think there were the other ones, no, I don't think anything else came out for Xbox One, but, uh, cause Tales did this thing for a while where it just console hopped all over the place, and it was really <laughs> annoying, because hope. it was like, I love this series, but I don't want to buy all the consoles to play it. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I never got a, uh, a PS3, it was just because I couldn't afford it, but, yeah, cause there's a bunch of Tales games that came out for that. It's true. You see, you didn't play Zillia or Zillia Two. I did actually. Cause okay. My friend. Uh, well, I played the first uh, Zillia. I did not play the second one. I hear they're really good. I gotta fucking play those. It's yeah, they're they're good. I'm um, gonna play Vesperia like, as well. Vesperia, I find, is like the like just I don't know. It's a very good representation of the Tales series, aside from Tales of Symphonia. If I was going to get somebody like interested in a Tales series, I'd get them to start with either of those first announcement i'm getting an xbox a new xbox 360 next week i'm replacing my shithole one and i'm gonna get a proper one so i think i might actually get around to playing vesperia for real oh it's so good it's just it's such a great length too is it not too long it's so good it's like 40 hours that's a good length for an rpg 30 to 40 is my my preferred length nowadays i have like 180 hours in it because of all the extra stuff that i did i played the shit out of the game i want to compare that to persona 5 which i still have two dungeons left and i'm like (laughs) 80 hours in and i love i love the game but i want to be done i want to play other games it just never i just hit the 50 hour mark too (laughs) it's so long god but that's what i I mean you can't say you don't get your money's worth yeah that's true uh but man i gotta i gotta play the game soon it's killing me Mm. i gotta finish it anyways that's not the topic sorry seiji packing games Yay. <laughs> I prefer them, but they're not necessary. That's my way of saying it. I think we did have Kung Fu Panda and the Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah, one. That's for what I had from the 360. That's the one I got with my 360 as well with that. And I never, I don't think I ever really played them for more. I don't think I ever played the Kung Fu Panda game, which I hear is actually not that bad. And yeah. I didn't like I think those Lego. were legitimate, like, packing games, though, not ones that came after. Yeah, I'm they not have, sure. like, not for resale on them and stuff. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure they did. I think they Lego Indiana Jones did come out separately. I know because you get it on Wii and stuff, but oh, I don't. Okay. I don't know about Kung Fu Panda. I assume. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, back to what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, during my research, I found some pretty interesting stuff, and some of them are based on the console generation concept. So, if you go back to the 70s on the first generation consoles, um, and maybe this is one of the reasons packing games were sort of a, a thing, is because during the first generation of consoles, the games were integrated into the consoles, like quite physically. Because the first generation, the, the games were transistor based. Uh, the the, lo- the the logic of the games anyway so that means that they were basically wired into the console right so you would buy a console and that's what you got right that that you know the games that came with it that's that's it right so the first uh the, what is widely considered the first <coughs> home console is the Magnavox Odyssey the and what came the Magnavox <laughs> Magnavox presents Odyssey the electronic game of the future Odyssey easily attaches to any brand TV, black and white or color, to create a closed-circuit electronic playground. Odyssey gives you all the exciting action of hockey and 11 other challenging play and learning games for the entire family. Odyssey, a new dimension for your television. Now at your Magnavox dealer. He's listed in the yellow pages. Magnavox. The Magnavox. Seriously, you don't know? Magnavox is a... a it's a company. Okay. Shelney, you've never heard of this system? The Magnavox. Okay, no. <laughs> it's not that funny, Shelby. Sorry. Sorry. You've never heard of that brand before? Magnavox? No. Oh, man. We're all Rob. No. Well, I, I remember seeing actual Y'all are ancient. Okay, Jesus. let's be real. Let's be for one second here. Let's back it up. I don't think uh, that... I wasn't alive for that either. That came later. This. But you've seen you, you've seen Magnavox branded electronics, right, Rob? Uh, only like at yard sales, <laughs> stereos and some stuff like that. Really? No, I, I wouldn't have noticed to be honest. No. Okay. Well. I so do. when did this console come out? Like nineteen seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. Seiji was was you weren't even built at that point. How could you remember it? Information, man. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Information is 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 there. Anyway, <laughs> I've heard about this a lot because. It's the Odyssey. It's it's the first the first console anyway. I'm sorry. Oh man. I'm sorry. No, that, 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 I think that, the that. oldest console I've heard of is like an Atari and maybe like a Coleco, but I'm not even sure. Well, Magnavox. If those is, are the oldest huge. ones, I, I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard. Like I could ask. Uh, do I have friends? Okay, no. Most people I know of my age would know what that is because they're gamers. Fucking but Magnavox. Uh, I'm sure if I ask, I'm gonna Megan. fucking call you guys Magnavoxes from now on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shelby, don't be an ageist. Oh, really? Okay. I see how it is. Yeah, don't be an ageist, Shelby. Double standards. Respect your elders. Okay, Shelby, so so this is going to serve you as an education. Okay, I'm ready. In those days, (laughs) (laughs) the games were wired into the console, so there was no cartridges or anything like that. Because the games were in, in the... Box you have to explain to her boxing. what wired is. She doesn't, she doesn't know what wires are. Everything's wireless for her. Tell her what a wire is. Mm, I guess. So. <laughs> I don't know. They're pieces of metal, basically, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know how to how to say it. Like, have you do you know of a pinball? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like that. Okay. <laughs> it's a machine, right? So it's machinery. Okay. Anyway, so the the concept of of the game couldn't live outside of of the console itself. Anyway, there was a lot of of pong machines and pong clones mm -hmm. during the first generation of console. That's why I I don't I, I won't touch on first generation console because it is implied that all of them came with with so-called you know packing games because that's basically what they were. They were like pong machines mm -hmm. in the Magnavox. Odyssey was no 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 different. Anyway, so. Uh, that, that's the first generation console. The, the second generation consoles, uh, that's where the concept of the of the game separated from the hardware was born because those were the, or th this is where you draw the line between the first generation and the second generation is the introduction of microprocessor logic, which is basically, you know, a computer game. Because before that, you, you could make a case that those were not, not computer games because there was no computation being done in a in in a modern sense, which is mm -hmm. basically a set of instructions is is passed through a microprocessor, which is the, the modern sense of a computer. Anyway, so this is where where we start uh, talking about you know packing games and stuff like that because it comes with actual um, or, or the console itself. You could buy games for the console. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, anyway. The, the the first one of these consoles would be the Fairchild Channel F, and it came with a bunch of games at launch because they were still in being integrated into into the console. And this is this is true for most really early consoles, even in the second generations. Uh, they came with with integrated games, so that was pretty interesting. Even though you could you could put cartridges cartridges into the console, they still came with with games because I guess it's it's still reminiscent of the products of their time. So that's why I was I was saying about why the expectation of a of of a home console to come with games was partly because of the first generation consoles. Anyway. Then in nineteen seventy seven the RCA Studio two came out and also with integrated games such as Addition, Bowling, Doodle, Freeway and Patterns. And then, this is probably the, the most famous, famous second generation console, which is the Atari 2600. And it came with, this is the first instance that I, that I could find where a game came with an actual pack-in game, which was called Combat, which is an actual cartridge that came in the box mm -hmm. of the Atari 2600. And then there's a bunch of other consoles, like the Bali Astrocade, which came with gunfight and checkmate, Gun which fight. I think were, yeah, which I think were also integrated into the console. And then 1978, there's a Magnavox Odyssey 2, <laughs> and I couldn't find this information. I couldn't find if 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 it came with packing games. I, I'm gonna tell you, a lot of this information was really hard to get. I I had to like went through a couple of sites, especially you know uh, retro game gaming articles to actually look at the box and see if they mention a game and I, I could find uh, some of these instances. And uh, some funny trivia about the Magnavox Odyssey 2 is that because of marketing reasons and because they wanted to be, you know, kind of edgy, right. all of their games ended with an exclamation point. 
That's cool. <laughs> That's cool, eh? <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of like the same thing with, with the Super Nintendo calling, you know, prefixing all the games with, or, or a lot of games with Super, right? So there you go. That's cool trivia. 1978, the APF MP1000 came with a game called Rocket Patrol. 1979, there's a Mattel in television. It's quite the popular um, console in uh, back in the day. And it came out with a game called Las Vegas Poker and Blackjack. Also a packing fun. game, you know, actual box game in the, in the console box. And then there's the Milton Bradley Microvision, which came out with a game called Blockbuster. Blockbuster! Which is... Uh, which is uh, a clone of uh, how's Arkanoid? it called? Breakaway. Oh, Breakaway. Yeah, yeah. I think both Breakaway and Arkanoid are, are actual um, uh, clones of the original game, which I the I don't remember the the name of it. Anyway, it's an, it's an, it's an Atari game. <laughs> breakout. Is breakout? I think it's breakout. Yeah. And this console is the first handheld console that, the, that, that was available with interchangeable cartridges. So it's another cool piece of trivia there. Mm. 1982, the Emerson Arcadia 2001. Another obscure console that I couldn't find the any information what? for. It. Arcadia <laughs> 2001. Oh, Emerson. You haven't heard of Emerson either. No. I, I don't know and what I'm that is. I'm looking at the fucking Magnavox Odyssey and it comes with like plastic TV overlays that you could put oh, on your man. TV. I forgot about that. So hard on that. So, they did their best. So, <laughs> the graphics were so simple that they sell you, you know, little pieces of plastic you, you would actually put on your TV. Yeah. It will stick to it, and then you can use your imagination, shall we? Which is <laughs> that your the kids these days don't is, have it. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh, oh, Rob, Rob, Rob. Yeah. So imagination is not a packing game. <laughs> new, new, new <laughs> yeah. It's such an old man joke. I love it. Uh-huh. Your imagination doesn't come with new games. <laughs> but he's right, Shelby. Use your fucking imagination. No. Okay. She she doesn't have it. <laughs> she, has, she has to. She has to buy it. It's you know, true. As a, it's true. As a, as a standalone game. We have to get her a yeah. Magnavox Odyssey so she can appreciate her Xbox One. Yeah. Oh, I this is interesting. Uh, In 1982, a company called Coleco came out with a console called ColecoVision. Oh, no, I've heard, heard of that. that. There we go. Oh, okay. There yeah. we go. Now, did you know that <laughs> its packing game was Donkey Kong? Did not know that. Nintendo's Donkey Kong. And this is like the first instance in the history of of console releases that the the packing game made a huge difference because Donkey Kong was such a well-known game in the arcades people people were actually buying the ColecoVision to play that game um in their homes well actually this is not true that that that, that also applies for Pong but uh Pong's a big deal you know what Pong is Shelby mm-hmm. 
Oh, so we like the super pond by Atari. I'm sold out. That's a demonstrator, but I've got lots of these. Well, we like super pond by Atari. Yes, super pond's four color games are more fun. Well, how about this? Mm. Well, you see, we'll have more fun with super pond's four color games. There's catch, solitaire, super pond, and pong. So we'll take this one. Okay, so you won't change your mind? No, bye. Because I want it. Super pond. It's not just another video game. It's a real Atari. But in that case, Pong clones or Pong machines, that's what you, you would buy kind of like, like Pong, right? But in this case, you were buying a home console to play a game, but you, you could also play other games. Yeah. So anyway, this, this, uh, this factoid, is, it's important in, in, the, in the next releases. Anyway, there is a company called Western Technologies uh, that, that co-developed uh, the Vectrex with Smith Engineering in 1982. And the Vectrex came with a game called Oh My God. Storm. Oh, what's funny? This is all these fucking like sci-fi sounding fucking names. And it's like, holy shit. You're, anyway. You, you lose it over Never heard of the Vectrex before. Great. No. <laughs> Read a book, oh, Shelby. This is the system chosen two to one over Atari and Intellivision for real arcade gameplay. Fantastic. Presenting the revolutionary Vectrex arcade system. Ordinary home video games can't match the laser-sharp visual effects of Vectrex because only Vectrex has a real arcade screen built in. No TV set needed, so every Vectrex cartridge gives you real arcade gameplay that others can't. Vectrex, it stands alone. I, I do read on video books. Games. I love reading. Okay, okay on the, video the, the Vectrex, yeah. it's, 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 it's cool because of the type of graphics it has. Because it's vector graphics instead of this you know, sprite. That oh, that's interesting. Vector yeah, it's graphics. A, yeah, it's, yeah, it's different. It's mm. different kind of graphics. Yeah, it's basically it's very analog signal. So the uh, you you could get like really high definition graphics with with mm-hmm. with vector graphics even back in the day. But it was work. quite complex. Anyway, 1980s, the 1982, the Atari 5200 came out with Super Breakout. And it didn't do as well because the ColecoVision had Donkey Kong at launch, right? So that was a, a better known game. So it wasn't doing as one of the reasons it didn't do so well, apart from the. Was know, there the only console. one Coleco system, or were there two? The ColecoVision is the the really famous one. There's another one called the Gemini, which is actually the next one on the list, 1982 also. And the Gemini was basically a clone of the 2600, a clone. Anyway. A and by a clone, and by a clone, I mean it's, it, you you would buy a Coleco Gemini to play Atari Twenty Six Hundred games in it. It was uh, called so. the uh, it was called the Scarlet Coleco Vision. What is the Coleco Atom? The shit is that? Video game console? What? The Coleco Atom? Yeah. As I, I don't I remember there being another one, but both Atom and Gemini don't sound familiar. I don't know though. Y'all would know well, that shit. Well, another another cool piece of trivia is that the the ColecoVision had an attachment you could you could you know attach to your to your console to play Atari 2600 games so that's pretty funny oh. imagine you know buying some some plastic box that you could plug into your PlayStation to buy to play Xbox games so mm-hmm. oh, they okay. actually the... did they actually did that back in the day okay it says Coleco Adams a home computer but you could play games on it i think cool oh did not okay. know that. Anyway. 
1983, there's a Sega SG-1000, and I don't think this console was released in North America, and apparently Pac-In Games was a North American thing, so as far as I know, in Japan, they, they never came out with the games. So that's, that's, that's also interesting, mm -hmm. because in 1980, 1983, the Famicom was released, and also no games were... Uh, were packed in the box. Although for 1985 release of the Nintendo Entertainment System, the American version of the Famicom, um, that came out with two different bundles at launch, one with Duck Hunt, Gyromite, and Rob the, the robot, and another one with uh, Super Mario Brothers. And in this particular case, it's, it's also really important because Super Mario Brothers was so popular that was basically the main reason why people were buying NESs. So yeah, back in games making a difference again. Yeah. And then in 1986, the Sega Master System came out with two games, Hangout and Safari Hunt. So yeah, it's interesting too. Again, the, I think this was exclu exclusive to a North American version, not the Japanese version, the, the packing game that is. 1986, the Atari 7800 came out with Pole Position 2, and this is the first backwards compatible console. So, yeah. Pole Position pole 2? Pole Position. Is it like a pole dancing instruction game? That's what I thought, but I guess it's a racing game. Lame. It's a racing game. Pole dancing. Oh, Rob, you're going to like this. All right, so, in 1987, there's a, there's a console called the Action Box by Worlds of Wonder. Action Box? Action Max. Okay. And Interesting. It came out with a game called Sonic Fury, and it's angry. The games came out in VHS. Oh, nice. Uh, VHS. That's something that came before DVD. Shelby. It was a way of watching movies and stuff on on TV. I know so. what I. I had all the Disney VHSs when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen eighty nine. Nintendo came. I uh, released the Game Boy. I like and that. This is probably I know what that is. one of the one of the biggest example how the how do you call it symbiotic relationship with its packing game was huge. That was a big thing because it came out came out with Tetris, and the Tetris the Tetris was famous because of the Game Boy, and the Game Boy was famous because of the Tetris. I, I don't know how any other way of putting that because whatever it was super interesting. Well. But also, you could buy a Game Boy. With no game, I, I I don't know why would you do that, but sounds weird. There, there was there was the option. Oh, that's interesting. People who don't like Tetris, some freaks and weirdos. Jeez. What? In nineteen eighty nine, <laughs> when the Sega Genesis came out, came uh, its packing game was Altered Beast, and that was in North America because when the Mega Drive was released, I think it didn't come with any game. So again, another example of uh, the. North American market having different expectations of their console releases than the Japanese market. Then also in 1989, NEC released the PC Engine in Japan, also known as the TurboGrafx-16 in America. <laughs> and in North America, it got uh, packed with Keith Kirch in Alpha Zones. And one of the reasons why experts or historians say that TurboGrafx didn't do as well was because of its backing game, because people didn't know what Keith Court 
Keith Courage was. They would have known knew, if they played it. And they knew Aldred Beast because of the arcades. So, yeah. Fun. 1990, the Atari Lynx comes out with California Games as its backing game. And then there's the SNK Neo Geo in 19, 1990 and came out with either Baseball Stars Professional or NAM 1975. So you, you would pick one of those games. 1990, the uh, Super Famicom was released with no games. But then in 1991, the Super Nintendo got released with Super Mario World in North America. And in 1991, Sega release, releases the, the Sega Game Gear. Game Gear. Woo. The Game Gear, yes. And Sega, uh, because its main competitor was the Game Boy, had to come up with a... Because the, the Game Boy slash Tetris, you know... Combo was so powerful. Are they <laughs> <laughs> they tried kind of like the same um, formula, and it came with a game, uh, a puzzle game called Columns, the match tree game. And okay, we how is this a lot of don't skip nineteen ninety three. It was a good year. <laughs> okay, so nineteen ninety one. There's Philips uh, CDI, no games, and then uh, Sega bullshit. CD, no, no game. And 1982, NEC comes up with Turbo Duo, and it comes with a bunch of games actually. That are... do you know how to pronounce that? Y S. Oh, uh, it's East. I think it's an RPG. It's East, East, I believe. Okay, it's East One and Two, and there's a Hudson compilation of arcade games. Yeah. So, yeah. Hudson, the... Hudson compilation sounds like business. Chilly. What? Hudson's Doesn't sound cool. fun Hudson's at all. If you knew what the, the company was and the games they made, then it'd be like, oh, Hudson, that sounds great. Avenger Island. Yeah, Hudson <laughs> was involved in the development of the of the hardware for the PC Engine or the Tour Graphics. Uh, 1993, there's the, the 3DO, which didn't belong to one particular company, but the first one was a Panasonic one, and that came out with a game called Crash and Burn. And that's what it did. That's what the console did. Ayo! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what the console did. Ayo! And that's what it did. Ayo! And that's what it did. How to say it? Like, have you? Like, do you know of a pinball? Yes. And that's what it's did. A video game is more than what you love. That's what the console did. Ayo! Uh, 1993, the Atari Jaguar with Cybermorph. And that, that, there's a pretty cool episode uh, of the AVGN with, the, with this game. Oh, that, 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 that fucking he the head? Flying through yeah, space. Yeah, with the floating green cat. Yeah. <laughs> she said something. I can't remember what it was. I, I can't. I wish I could remember the voice clip. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, 1994, the Sega CDX, which is a combination of both a Genesis and a Sega CD. That's cool. One, I have that. Came out, and that came with Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog CD, Sega Classics Arcade Collection, and Echo the Dolphin. Oh, uh, here's so, a fun little oh, fact yes. about that. Uh, they come Lots in these. They come in these little. Because I, I have them. They come in these little um, blue sleeves and not in any proper box. The the packing games. Little no. little cardboard CD sleeves. 
There you go. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's probably true for, for a lot of these packing games, right? That mm-hmm. they, they wouldn't come with, like, with full package. Pressing. Gross. Full packaging, yeah. Pass. 1994, the SNK Neo Geo CD. Couldn't find any games, so if anyone knows if, if it came with, with a game, let us know on our Twitter, whatever. Tweet, yep. And 1995, Sega comes out with a 32X. Again, couldn't find uh, an example of a packing game. But in 1995, the same year, Sega comes out with the Saturn. And the, its packing game was Virtua Fighter, only in North America. And the, the Japanese release of the Saturn didn't come with any game. And then there's also in 1995, there's the uh, Jaguar CD, and its backing game is Blue Fighter and Vetgrid. Yeah. And also in 1995, the Nintendo Virtual Boy oh, yeah. comes out. And in North America only, again, uh, it comes out with Mario's Tennis. Aw, shit! <laughs> and this is the big one. Mm. Because also in 1995, Sony comes out with the with the PlayStation. It's a huge console in it, back in its day, and is this is the first high-profile console that I could find uh, that wasn't marketed in North American market with a packing game. So they were actually like selling like the console. They didn't need it. And from there on, all major releases of of or most major releases of, of consoles, including all companies, SNK, Sega, Nintendo, and we're talking about the Nintendo 64, Game Boy Color, the Dreamcast, the PlayStation 2, Game Boy Advance, the X, the original Xbox, the GameCube, none of them come with games, right? So the this is what I found in my research, that the Sony PlayStation really did change how home consoles were marketed initially. So, up until the release on, in 2006 of the Nintendo Wii, mm. which I, w- I would say is, if you, if you think of the Wii very early on, you think of Wii Sports, right? That's true. Because that, that's its packing game, and, and it was so successful. But again, this, this trend that I found, that Wii Sports was its packing game, in most of the world, except for Japan and South Korea, but again, Japan, the, the Japanese market, it seems like they, it's it's just not a thing, uh, there. So yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. The same happened with the Wii U, which is the next big console that got released with a game, with Nintendo Land, except in Japan. So there you go. Hmm. And that was the last the, the last example of a, of a major console being released with a game. Of course, a lot of the modern consoles after launch in order i guess to make the product you know more attractive to the non early adopters yeah they always make bundles with more controllers or games or memory cards or whatever just uh some, but yeah for some interest uh i'm going to really quickly run through the amount that each each system had for bundles just the bundle amount the uh, i'll skip some of the lesser known ones that for example, uh, Shelby doesn't know about like Coleco Adam, as mentioned earlier. <laughs> Dreamcast had three bundles. Game Boy had four. Um, that that included Tetris, Link's Awakening, Killer Instinct, and Star Wars, which I thought was interesting. Game Boy Advance had three. Um, the uh, Game Gear had four. Game.com, I just want to throw that in there, had one. 
Um, let's see, Nintendo 64 had five pack-ins that I could find. The DS had seven. Uh, the 3DS had nine that I was able to see. And I actually have the Mario Luigi one. Unfortunate note, doesn't come with a physical copy. So I had to go and buy it later. Uh, the NES had six. The GameCube had eight. PlayStation had five. Uh, that's including the demo disc. PlayStation 2 had six. PlayStation 3 had 25 bundles. Holy shit. Um, covering a, a wide variety of games, actually. Um, PlayStation 4, up to this point, has had 12. Uh, PlayStation Portable had 18. The PlayStation Vita had three. The Sega Master System had eight. The Mega Drive, or Sega or Genesis, had 17. Uh, the Super Nintendo had 15. And we had five, Wii U had 10, Xbox 7, 360, 23, so second place, and Xbone 9 so far. There you go. So it looks like the latest gens really started to pump in those fucking bundles, man. But also keep in mind, and I think Sadie may have mentioned this earlier, is that the console generations, I think, got longer over, the, you know, lasted longer. Like the Xbox 360 and PS3 are still technically going, even though there's not a lot of new games for them. So yeah. Hackins are important for uh, late adopters. Because I, I do know people who aren't, like, super nerds who are like, I want to have it on launch. Uh, I'll just wait until it pack in. Like, I, I have a lot of friends who are who will wait for that stuff. So it, it does matter. It's important to have. And I guess I understand why they don't do it at launch because there's the people like me who will buy it full price without anything because we don't like to wait. And then the patient people are rewarded with uh, a better deal later on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Right? Shelby? There we go, Sagey. Good, good. Uh, yeah, it's cool. What do you, uh, yeah, if, if you have anything else to say about it, by all means. I, 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 beep. Nope, nothing for nobody? Not nothing. Damn. Nothing. Shelby, were you not invested in the, to- in the topic? I was. All right. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. Lots of new things about things that I didn't know about. Are you going to get yourself a Coleco Adam? Nope. What about a Coleco Sally? No. Nope. I'm gonna get myself a Magnavox Odyssey. I don't have one of those. I do. I don't. I don't. Ha- I don't really try to collect anything pre Nintendo, to be honest. But I have a couple of oldies. Like uh, what was that that I got? <laughs> I got a console like last year in a box of games. Was it a Coleco? No, it's an Activision. Maybe, maybe it's Activision. I don't know what. Fuck. I don't even know what I got last year. But I got a. I got a console with like 30 boxed games, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a Coleco. No. Shit. I don't know. <laughs> in television. That's what I got. I got an Intellivision last year with a shit ton of games. Uh, I've not hooked it up. But that could maybe that someday I, I will. And that'll be, hey, let's talk about the Intellivision. Maybe Shelby, I'll show you what it looks like so you can see a game that's before the PS2. <laughs> and then you'll learn something else. Learn to respect your past and your elders, Shelby. Stop with your ageism. No. <laughs> Fucking punk ass kids and their ageism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, I don't have anything else to say about. It. I mean, I, I can talk about it, but you guys, are you good? Are you both good? good. You feel like you've you've successfully conveyed your your opinions and information, Sage? Oh, I talk way too much this episode. That's okay because you sometimes don't say anything in an episode. So I think it's I think people want to hear. This Sage is to make talk. up for. For that uh, awesome, fun talk about illogical uh, game mechanics. That was a fun app. 
But at least now I get... Okay, I've learned something. I was interested in what Seiji had to say, but didn't have anything to say at the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, there we go. We've learned about each other today, in addition to <laughs> the history of games. All right, let's just fucking call this shit to a close. Um, bonus barrel Twitter and uh, cartridgeclub.org. And oh, hey, speaking of cartridge club, I had to play. I have to play a game for it this month for Perfect Dark. It's uh, that game has like a 97 Metacritic score, and I've played the first level. Feels like an N64 game um, because it is. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. It's it's too early to cast judgment. Chapter. Yeah, it's too early to cast judgment. It is very ugly, but you know that's, <laughs> that's pretty much every N64 game. So, including Mario 64, still ugly, ugly game. But I'm not super shallow. I can get past it. So look forward to my appearance on Cartridge Club. All my fans out there. <laughs> Alright, anyways, I've said too much. Thanks for listening. This is Rob. And Shelby. And Sage. Peace. <laughs>